welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's going on? Uh, let's see. Seven practices down. And Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it does fly. And a few more before uh, before the first game. Yeah, uh, yeah, sneaking up. We are now what? Uh, by the time people listen to this, wow. it'll be exactly three weeks away, right? Uh, four weeks away. No, three weeks away. Oh it'll be God. three weeks away. It'll be three Friday. weeks away by the day people listen to it because it's a Friday, Friday game night. opener. So, um, yeah. and uh, a couple hours after we record or this posts, um, I'm sure some Miami fan maybe maybe will be listening to this on your way to Hard Rock Stadium on Saturday. Uh, because Miami's doing an open scrimmage for the first time, yeah, definitely, the, definitely the first time that I've been around the team. Many years. Uh, you can't remember the last time they did it. Many um, years. I mean, I yeah, many years. Um, and I gotta say, like, we're not. I don't think we're gonna learn very much from the scrimmage, right? They're gonna keep it very vanilla, right? Like, even if this was behind closed doors, it's the first scrimmage. They're just like, it's mostly about process stuff, right? Like getting the plays in um getting everyone some work uh you know sideline operations all that kind of stuff but um i don't know i think it's a really yeah, good idea yeah, considering um you know it's been a, a rocky last 12 months uh for miami safer for the recruiting class last year um you know i think people mario still has mostly goodwill but it doesn't hurt to like get you know the team as he said or i don't, I don't know if it was you who asked him but Someone asked him today about just they didn't play well at home last year. Um, you know, I think just kind of building that connection with the fan base in a way that um, you don't see very often. You definitely don't see very often in Miami. You don't see just often around college football at all. Um, in, I think it's a the, really good in idea. The fall. You mean yeah. it, it, right yeah, in the fall? Really, yeah. You don't you don't see open scrimmages in the fall. So I mean, they're not going to. Mario even told me he said they're they're just there's nothing that uh, opponents can glean from it, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure it'll be simple, but I, you know, I love what you said. It's true. They're going to be on their home field. Uh, He wants them to really, you know, take ownership of the home field. They, they had seven losses last year, David, and five of them were at home. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. They they actually played okay on the road. Some like, you know, they, know. their best performances were what Georgia Tech. Texas A&M. Um, Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. yeah. They but they but the, you know five losses like to play to teams like Middle Tennessee and yeah. I mean just inexcusable. And um um yeah I I like what you said about you know the all the coaches are new or a lot of coaches are new, mm-hmm. a lot of so players many, are new. So many new players, yeah. right? So it gets them a little you know accustomed to it, and there will be some fans there. Although it's the way it's been so hot, it has been really really hot. <laughs> it's going to be really difficult to uh, to sit to sit through that. Yeah, um, that's a good thing they're doing it so early in the morning. Um, at, at noon, like. You know, there's not going to be a ton of people there, right? Like, it'll be like a spring game turnout, probably not even. Um, if it was at noon, like on a Saturday in Miami, it was going to be hard to get people to come out. I think I think at 9 a.m., you know, it's early, so there will be some people who don't show up just because it's that, that's early on a weekend um, in Miami where 
you know, I always joke that the, the <laughs> best time, the best time to drive around South Florida is Saturday before like 11 a.m. There's never any cars on the road. Uh, we're a slow right. starting town here, um, but That's it's going to be tolerable. It's going to be tolerable at least uh, to sit out there, or at least relatively tolerable. And um, yeah, I, I, the only other time I can remember anyone doing anything like this was I, I looked it up. We were talking earlier. Manny Diaz's first practice of fall, his first year in 2019, he opened the first practice. Um, yes. The fans um, and and reporters, obviously, too. Yeah. Um, you know, similar idea, right? His idea there. Um, I mean, you even wrote the story, I think, that year that he was like the fan, like the fans coach in some ways. Right. He, I mean, I remember him oh, going out to the okay. tailgates. Right. Was it the Florida game where he was like going out to the tailgates? And yeah, um, he made a really concerted effort to, um, you know, try to endear himself to the fans. Um, Mario Cristobal. I mean, he's done it in something. He's such a South Florida guy. And like, I think people see his work ethic and that endears him to the fans. But um, he's very private and like we we kind of complain about it sometimes how little practice we get to see um i mean most people listening to this don't care about that kind of stuff but like it is nice to like kind of know that you know college coaches are way too secretive like they're they don't need to be as secret as secretive as they are um it, it's you know i think it's a good thing to let let people get a glimpse of I'd love for them to do this every year. I think, I think like, I don't think it hurts any, I don't think it hurts you. I mean, you went five and seven last year being as secretive as could be. Um, and I think it's important to like have the fans feel involved instead of just being like, you know, for five days a week, it feels like I'm sure for some fans, it feels like they've no, like if you follow the dolphins, you can read every day and feel like, you know, what's going on with the team. Um, not feel like you're, you know, to an extent, feel like you're a part of the team, feel like you're, you're within the story of the team with Miami and with, and it's not just Miami, it's college teams around the country, like for five, six days a week, like you don't nothing. hear anything. And then well, the game, not nothing, pretty yeah, much but, stretching and, and a little yeah. but nothing. Yeah. You can, you, it's not, yeah, it's definitely not the same. And um, I do, I think I do remember I, the, the, um, the Manny Diaz. Yeah, uh, I don't think I, I was I, there that day, but I remember it happening. But but, but that was at uh, Green Tree. At Green Tree, yes. It was at Green Tree. I do remember that. And that was actually, I think, if I have the right one, part of Kane's Fest also. Yes, it was. Yep. And then they went inside the um, Schwartz Center, it would have been. No. Did they have the indoor? Yeah, the indoor. The indoor was around. Yeah, I think yeah, that, yeah. Might, that might have been right when the indoor was, opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right, right, right. And I, he talked to Ted. I remember that. Um, yeah, uh, JG the garbage man was was there, but uh, the best Miami fan. I love JD the garbage uh-huh. man. So upbeat and positive, JD. If you're listening, <laughs> no, really, he's such a yeah. great. Such a and his I love his inspirational Sunday talks <laughs> on Twitter. Anyway, um, I, yes, it's a great idea. We'll get to see a little. We're not we're not able to talk to um, players afterwards. Mm-hmm. We've been told we're not going to be able to talk to Mario afterwards. So um, you know, but at least we'll see stuff and fans. 
you know, are going to be going to be able to do it too. So yes, in every way, I think it's great. And the next one will be the serious one. Well, this one will be serious too, but the next one's going to be the one that I think they decide the depth chart off. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I guess it's the first I, scrimmage of the spring. Um, and I mean, the there's fall. like you said, there's already the fall. There's yeah. just so many new guys. Like if you're a Miami fan, a bunch of guys you saw in the spring, right? Some like Devonte Brown, a couple of the, you know, Javion Cohen, uh, Francisco Mangoa, like so, some guys who are going to be important parts of this team. You you got a little taste of in the spring, but like um, Jaden Davis, who looks like he's going to start in the secondary, is new. Um, you've got a, a couple of the freshmen, right? Damari Brown, who, who showed up. Um, I, that's, that's the position I've talked about that position group a lot, the cornerbacks, they're just the the biggest mystery to me. There's, I don't think it's worth saying like, what are we looking for in the scrimmage on Saturday? Because as we've said, like, we're not going to really learn anything. It's going to be very controlled. Um, right. And- those are the new guys. Those are the new guys. Those are the guys who are get the, get a chance. I mean, it's the first chance to make a first impression to, to the fan base. Yeah. The, and they and they, you know, Mario even said, and the players today said they really they were in full pass today, mm-hmm. but they thud, you know, they're thudding, so they're right. hitting hard. And they said even even without uh, full pads, um, you know, with, with with most of their pads, they're they're hit, hitting each other hard and thudding. But they don't, I should say, even with full pads, they don't want them to to be on the ground. Although yeah. they do. They thought, and some of them end up on the ground, but they don't go full tackle. They will mm-hmm. in the scrimmage, but I think they're going to be really. I don't know. I don't know. I, you can't really hold back. They have to. They have to get some tackling in. Yeah, they they won't tackle the quarterbacks, right? And no one's going to be oh, going. No, no one's oh, going to be. Wow. No one's going to be. Try, no one's going to try to knock anyone's head off, right? It's, it's not going to be Sean well, Taylor in the Pro Bowl, but I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes you have to like if you hold back. You get hurt more than if that's you're true. Force. So, but I, you know, no one's getting near the quarterback. I could tell you that much. And I am, I wonder how much uh, Tyler Van Dyke is going to play. I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll see. Or, yeah, I, mean, I would guess we'll see. We'll see everyone relatively evenly, at least of like the, the top three guys. Right. Yeah. I, I would think. Um, there really are pretty much only three. Only three guys. And it's three guys in walk on. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, nothing. I'm like super. I, no one. I'm like super excited for. Except, I don't know. There's a couple of guys who I can't help but get excited about right now. Um, and maybe that's a good place uh, to take a quick break and then transition to um, the biggest hype candidates coming out of the first weeks of practice um, okay. <laughs> and where how we feel about them. All right. Um, we're going to mostly talk about freshmen here because, as always, the freshmen kind of get a lot of hype. But uh, we were talking on the phone earlier when you were driving back from practice about the way that Miami coaches are talking um, and upperclassmen are, are talking about a handful of these freshmen and kind of how rare it is. Um, and there's two guys in in particular um, and then a couple others who were getting some nice buzz, too. But the two um, alignment on both sides of the ball. I don't know where you want to start, but we've got Francis Mangoa and Ruben Bain, and 
coaches cannot. I mean, even Mario Cristobal today. What, what did he say about Ruben Bain? He was like, he said, monster, he, uh, right? Like, he's a complete monster. He said so many good things. I couldn't even put them all. <laughs> complete monster throws his body around when he plays football. Um, you know that he loves that, right? So yeah. he, he gets. Do, do, you want to start? Let's start with him, Bain. I guess we talked a oh, lot about yeah. Mauingoa. Um, yeah. yeah, Bain, it is it, like because Mango is going he's, to start, right? I think we would know, like, it's not official, but he's going to be the starting right tackle, and we've kind of known that since the yes. spring. Um, we know, I think we know the entire starting law, lo- uh, starting, starting offensive line. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Um, we've known that since the spring. Yep. Bain was the one who was, I mean, he was incredible. Obviously, he's an all time great Miami high school player. Um, you know, sack record, four time state champion of Miami Central. Comes in with a lot of hype, you know, top 100 recruit, um, gay max preps player of the year in Florida. And then in the spring, he's awesome. And two sacks in the spring game, I think multiple sacks in the spring game. I can't remember if it was two three or three, sacks. three sacks in the spring game. And, you know, you, you kept wondering like, all right, is like, what is he going to do? Because we, there've been lots of good defense, you know, Nigel e. Kelly was a, a really good defensive lineman and, he had a smaller role, you know. He ended up, I think, as the year went on, progressed more and more, and and seems like he's going to be a, a potential yeah. breakout candidate for them this year. But the Bain hype train is <laughs> at a different level, um, and it's hard to like doubt it because of I, I've never, you know, I've watched him play a lot of football in my life, and like I don't think he's ever played a bad game, <laughs> like a yeah, single time I've ever watched him. Going back to his freshman year, I think he was. We had him second team all county as a freshman. Like he, he's been incredible since since day one. Uh, and I'm sure you know I don't pay attention to the Pop Warner stuff, but I'm sure he was the best Pop Warner player in the city too. And and probably and everybody David has talked about him. I yeah. mean everybody. Every, That's what's everybody. unique, right? A lot of guys like the defensive line coach. You know, every, people ask about these guys, right? And right. Like we know the canned answers, right? Like, oh, he looks really good, some good flashes, blah, 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 blah. but it's it's the volume right. and the effusiveness that is unique with with Ruben. Yeah, I mean, they, they like first of all, Mario can't stop talking about him. I mean, all the time, he doesn't say that. Well, you know, every now and then he he's human or whatever. He just loves this guy. Yeah. And- all the other players, I mean, the like the mature older players are like everybody on the line. I mean, mm-hmm. says this guy is amazing. He's really, really good. He's well above his years. He's very mature. And they said uh, they, they, they use the word explosive a, a lot with him fast. Um, Mario thinks he's brilliant, you know, super smart. He said today that he's a one-time correction guy. So that he said whenever, and coaches, I mean, they love that. He's smart. So if he's doing something wrong and they tell him, Mario said that like clockwork, the next time, Mm -hmm. perfect. He just just knows what you're teaching him, fixes it right away, and doesn't do it again. Um, Mario also said that he was uh, like – he was benching bench pressing about 250 or 275 pounds um, and weighing about 260. This is according to Mario before previously. Mm-hmm. Now he says he's weighing 280 or 285 and he's benching 400 uh, for actually, uh, actually 400 plus. I've got to change that. I put about 400. I think he said 400 plus uh-huh. too late for the print deadline. But uh, anyway, um, 
Yeah. Super smart. He said that, that he, he, you know, he's got a super bright future, but his present like right now is, is going to be super bright. So, and, and again, everybody like the offensive linemen talk about mm-hmm. him. defensive linemen talk about him. Everybody talks about him. Okay. So Ruben Bain, I'm really excited to see. That's like an old school. That's like an, like an old time cane. Yeah, well, defensive line. It, it is. is. Yeah, I mean, you love your old school Canes. You love those guys who are really passionate about the. I mean, yes. uh, Gil yeah. Frierson, James Williams, and uh, you know Cam Kinchins, um, and Ruben fits a lot of that mold. As those same guys, those are all, um, you know, Miami natives, right? Um, and Miami through and through. Right. Yeah, Gil <laughs> from from Coconut Grove. Um, Ruben and, and Cam from Liberty City, uh, and, and, that's, and that's from Miami Gardens. Yeah, and David, you know what? I, like, oh, I think almost all these got all Ruben, um, Mark Fletcher, Ray Ray Joseph. Um, who's the other one? Uh, there's one other one. Oh no 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 no, Mauko. Yeah, yeah, but a lot. Yeah, a lot of the guys are local guys. That are yeah, are but those guys are local. I mean, he, he the same way with Ray Ray Joseph. They love Ray Ray yeah. Joseph. Yeah, uh, the receiver. I, I I mean, Ray Ray. I also noticed on the roster he's now listed as Ray Ray Joseph. Uh, oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, That's I noticed great. that the other day. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I'll have to. No, I don't. I don't think I put Nathaniel anymore. You know, but um. He, he also is, I mean, Mario just says, I love him. He's the best. He's great. He comes in. We already know the jugs machine and how much he's catching balls and stuff. But um, he said, he's also just a, he's such a Miami guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I, I, yeah. Mario, Mario, I started like drinking the Kool-Aid today a little (laughs) I did. I started. I, de- I definitely buy it with a lot of these freshmen. Uh, I kind of interrupted you. You were about to make a point with Ruben Bain that like he throws his body around and yeah. how that is. Um, he he checks like the Mario Cristobal boxes. And the thing yeah, that's, that's the true. thing about Ruben is he checks kind of all the boxes of like a guy who is like. You, you don't you know, his what what is his seal? Is he going to be a first round pick? I don't know. Um, you know, the measurables or the reason based on his resume and all that kind of stuff. He's a, he's like a five star recruit, clear, um, like top player in the country, um, but everything else, like that's the only knock on him at all is like is he big enough? Like yeah, is he is he um, is he a tweener? Right? Like is he a defensive tackle? Is he a defensive end? Seems like Miami's going to do him at both. Akeem Mesidor talked last week about how he's taking him under his wing as a guy who also does both, um, but he is. Super high effort. Like if you watch him play in high school, he it's not like he's like the flashiest defensive end who's like spinning around guys and stuff. He just like his jump was really fast. He's really fast off the ball and he effort sacks. Like he had a lot of effort sacks, just like chasing down plays. Um, he's strong, as you mentioned. Like that that's one thing you can't deny about him. He um yeah, you know, I, I think he that he's a little for you know, Leonard Taylor is the one guy who everyone says is like freaky strong, but I don't think Ruben's super far off from that. Um, and high IQ, which is the thing with Ray Ray too. Ray Ray had like a four whatever in high school and, and Ruben, uh, was a good student too, as you know, as far as I know at, um, Miami central, uh, he's a photography major, which is like kind of an off, off, you know, you don't hear that a lot with high school or with, 
uh, college cool. athletes. So yeah. like, you know, he comes in and like, uh, like how you do in school isn't, doesn't matter that much on the football field, but it gives you a sense of just like the way that he's wired and he has like passions. He has interests. He's thoughtful. Like he, he's not just coming in. He's not just taking general studies, planning to be here for three years and go to the pros. Like he's, he's has like, he's a thoughtful guy who has like, and yeah, I love when that. You talk about a guy who like one. Yeah. When you talk about a guy who's like, um, what, what, what was the phrase Mario used? Like one, one correction or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like, you know, he's like a thought, smart, thoughtful guy who has like opinions and under can process and understand information. Um, and yeah, you know, I think he's very similar to Cam Kinchins in that regard. Um, yeah, I think he's going to play a lot. Like, seems like he's going to be, you know, I don't think he's going to start necessarily. Although it wouldn't surprise me if he starts at points this year, but uh it seems like he's definitely going to be in the rotation. And Oh, I think he'll end up starting. You think, think so? Not, yeah, the, not, yeah, yeah. not the first game, no. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's like Wesley Besaint is another one we haven't mentioned, I but mean, similar, like, yeah. Jupe Joseph at, at Miami Central, like, he coaches him up. Like, I, I know Jupe pretty well. He was D.C. there for a long time, so he's always coached with um Ruben and and Miami Central is you know there's a lot of talented teams in South Florida there's a reason Miami Central has won four straight state titles they're like super disciplined super well coached um obviously super talented but um I buy I buy all the hype with Ruben like I I can't get enough of it yeah Uh, and Ray Ray who I'm not uh, you know receivers come in with hype a little bit more because like you always expect freshman receivers and how many freshman receivers have we come in and been excited about and then up and down as a freshman. But the thing I like about Ray Ray is a lot of that same high IQ, high work ethic stuff. Um, and I feel like it's something the offense to a degree has been lacking compared to the defense. It feels like the defense always has a guy like that, right? Whether it's Cam uh, or Jalen Phillips, um, you know, on offense, you know, Tyler obviously is, um, you know, a, a great leader and, but I think it's a little different when it's um, not your quarterback, right? When there's someone else who can set the tone and doesn't just have to all be on the quarterback um, and a local kid, right? Like, you know, Tyler obviously is from Connecticut. Like he comes in and he's an outsider to some regard. You know, he is, he's become a really important leader for this team. How many times have we heard the Matt Lee story where he comes down to host him basically for his visit, but right. Um, no, you know, I think it matters to have a local kid who all these guys know Ray Ray, all of them have known him since he was 12 years old or whatever. And right. there's a certain level of respect that comes to that. And Ray Ray, in the same way that Ruben is not your prototypical defensive lineman, Ray Ray is 5'8. Like he has to work really hard to, I don't know, be the player he is. Like, yeah, he's, he's a smaller guy. <laughs> I, I, but Ray Ray. It, yeah, and Ray Ray is Mario says whatever he does, he does it at 100 miles an hour, and he loves that. So he, he's he's got a lot of energy. He's very upbeat, like he's really into it. And uh, and and according to Mario, he is not going to be outworked at yeah. all. And that the same thing if he makes a mistake, uh, then he's gonna he's gonna just get fired up and find a way to do it. I think he reminds me maybe a little bit of a young, in a way, a young Xavier Restrepo mm-hmm. as far as being like really intense. And, yeah. And, uh, uh, although Xavier is more serious. I, you know, like, I think Ray Ray has a big smile and 
just charisma, great, great personality, um, but still intense and uh, also loves being a cane. Yeah, these guys are going to be really fun. And and um, and then the other one who who you know really well, and I don't I don't know at all. I mean, I've met him, I've talked to him on the phone um, for a long time. But Mark Fletcher, mm-hmm. um, he's 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 another one. Mario called him uh, the running back. Mark Fletcher called him an an absolute um, stud out of Plantation American Heritage, um, and I you know he's thick right he's like big bodied and thick and mario said that when things aren't today said he has this uncanny ability he could get out of trouble like if if he's in a little bit of a trouble trouble excuse me Mm -hmm. he he can get out of it running that he's i guess so he must be pretty agile yeah uh, i'll say the the thing one thing with mark fletcher um is i remember he was really really good he was really really good in the state championship um, right. And I remember going out um, after that, they played Miami Central in the state championship and it was down here. So like a lot of local sports writers slash like recruiting ish, like guys who like do like evaluations and send them uh-huh. to college coaches around the country. And a couple of guys, like we all went out after the game and, um, you know, got something to eat and a couple of drinks and um, people after that game, like there were a couple of people who were like, I wasn't totally sold on him. He's just like, you know, it, it, he's an old school running back. You don't see him like that any, oh, anymore. And everyone was sold on him after that game going up against the best team in the country. He was probably the best offensive player on the field. Um, Andre Fernandez, our colleague, like absolutely thinks he's going to be a superstar and other uh, covers high schools than they has watched him a lot. Um, you know, the Sony Michelle is probably like the guy who he gets compared to a lot, who was a freak coming out of, uh, American Heritage uh, seven years ago now or whatever maybe even longer um yeah I, uh I'm in I'm interested to see uh what he was going to do this season obviously he wasn't here in the spring but running backs it's a little bit more of a straightforward position for young guys to get on the field and yeah. there's a lot of injuries as we know so like oh, chances oh. are chances are someone's going to get hurt and there's going to be more playing time available than we expect and he blocks very well right I, I that's what Mario said I don't I, you know, I think so. Seen. I didn't like. I don't remember him blocking a lot in high school, but they also ran the ball like twenty-five times a game with him, right? So like, Got it. he was he was I, a workhorse. Mario said is he was very good at blocking, but you know we'll see. Blocking is always uh blocking always becomes important, important especially for freshmen because a lot of freshmen are not good at it, right? Or sometimes we we realize that they're yeah that they're not very good at it and they don't yeah. want to do it. Right. Yeah. A lot of freshmen just haven't had to do it a lot because they were the best player in their high school team and they were either running routes or running the ball. So, and uh, I, but that's another, you know, there's like those guys are all coming from good programs, which is, I think, worth noting. Um, I, I, I I think that out of the, the, we really haven't gotten into, but we've talked about him so much, Francis. Yeah, you know, I almost feel like we don't even like. We just know he's going to start. We know he's going to be. You know he's going to start, and we yeah. know it's great. But he's kind of like more of the same ilk as um, uh, maybe Ruben. Do you think? I mean, as far as like kind of a mature. Yeah, it uh, seems like um, it. I, you know, very intensely serious. Uh, whatever. Um. But he's he's 
he's a little nervous. He told me on media day that everybody thinks because he because he's been starting since day one, pretty much since he's been there, that everybody thinks he's just you know gonna like he has no fear or no. And I and he's still a freshman. Yeah, he's he's saying he's you know there's still he's still going against college players that he hasn't before. Yeah, he's not gonna be perfect. And nobody's a little nervous, you know. He's yeah. he's. He's a little apprehensive, probably. Yeah. I mean, that Texas A&M defensive line, like when you play oh, an SEC yeah. defensive line, it's going to be. Right. You know, it's a good thing they get a couple of games to ease him in, right? Uh, Miami of Ohio, which again, like still, like that's a college division, college division one defensive line. Like there are going to be challenges there too. But um, yeah, the one thing I can definitely say about Mario, the the way that Mario is recruited, the one, the one can, I mean, he's been obviously, there's a lot good about Mario Cristobal's recruiting, but um one thing I, I love is he like the character stuff could be like a cliche, but um I don't know, he seems to really not value that um across the board. Like there's there's not a lot of guys who I uh you know there's there's some projecty guys, right? Like and you know, Collins at Xiampong, we haven't seen him yet. He's like a projecty guy, right? Six eight has not played a lot of football in his life. Um but I like the Mario's gone for guys who were like really productive in high school, like have a really good resume and across the board, at least of the ones I know and that we've talked to, they're all like high IQ, high work ethic guys. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. That's super important. It is. To me. It's especially, especially when you're kind of like in that rebuilding phase, right. Where um, you know, if you're Alabama or something, you can take chances on guys like, like that are, no, you know, I because because if they fail, whatever no. you've got five other defensive linemen who are ready to step in with Miami, like they've got a thin margin for error. Um, and I think they've done a really good job of, of just getting guys I mean, who I, I trust, yeah. And and also, David, what was the, I mean, back back years ago, the kids used to, uh, like, uh, in the classroom. You know, if they weren't as good in the classroom, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you'd find out they were suspended for however many games because they, you know, they failed a course or they did something. They they st- they kept showing up late or they missed classes or whatever. Th- anything like that, any kind of character issue, intelligence. Uh-huh. Somebody who's you know fairly smart, I would think it really really helps. Yeah, and not many character guys. It's it's it in every way they don't get into trouble uh, that we know about and mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I Marius done a really good job recruiting that's where I started uh, started thinking you know maybe this team's going to be better than I think but then I I you know I always think they're that. young but yeah I mean they're like that class is the legit building block and it you know we yes. you can't judge it yet they have not played a single game but like. It seems like a, he seems like a, they nailed that class, which is like they've had some highly ranked, you know, the 2018 class kind of famously was very highly ranked and they did not get a whole lot out of it. Um, I think what Brevin Jordan, Will Mallory, DJ Ivy were, and Greg Rousseau were like the only guys really drafted out of that class. Um, and, you know, only Greg was a, a first round pick for a class that had, you know, five, five, Mark Pope was a five star. Lorenzo Wingard was a five star. Oh my God. Um, 
Yeah, you know, this I mean, class, I mean, we can't judge it yet, but it seems like this class, it, like they've, they've ticked all the boxes so far. Like there's not, nothing not to like about this class so far. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess we can wrap things up there. Um. We will both be out at Hard Rock Stadium on Saturday morning, uh, sweating then, it out, sweating it out with the rest of the Miami fans. And, and then David goes to law school. Um, yeah, and then uh, I guess a little news. Um, put it on Twitter earlier, and Anthony Chang and I talked about it uh, on the Heat podcast for those who listened already. Uh, this is my last week as a full-time employee at the Herald, um, going to law school at FIU. So if I have any FIU al- law alumni listening here, um, you have internships or anything like that, you know, just remember who your favorite <laughs> podcaster is next summer. Um but the, no, this podcast isn't going anywhere, we should say. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're, we're going to recap that scrimmage. Um, and we are in that every week mode now um, from now until however long this season goes. Um, will yeah, you, I'm excited. Well, will, will you will you like every podcast just give us a little bit, just a little summary of the week and like what you're learning? <laughs> Maybe. Are people going to be interested oh, in that? I am, yeah. Well, wait, well, wait till I take my NIL class, which I'm sure is something offered. Um, I'll be, I'll be a real expert, a real expert on uh, the realm. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, until then, you can follow Susan on Twitter at smillerdegnan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. If you see us at Hard Rock on Saturday, uh, give us a bottle of water and. Uh, (laughs) say hi Um, until next week though thanks as always for listening Uh, we'll talk to you guys later